Thank you for joining us on the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television for the Ocala-Marion County connections to the two most exciting minutes in sports, the 148th running of the Kentucky Derby brought to you by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care and supporting sponsors, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, Seminole Feed Stores, the Equus Inn, Equus Television, and the Chamber and Economic Partnership. I'm Louisa Barton for Equus Television and the Horse Talk Show here at the Nelson Jones Training Center in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world. And it really is the horse capital of the world. And in racing and training and thoroughbreds, we really get it here in Ocala. And so many of our local trainers are so often affiliated with horses that are in the Kentucky Derby. The Kentucky Derby is a really big deal. Many trainers aspire to get to this point, and it is a journey indeed, and it takes a village. I'm here with a very special family here in Ocala visiting them to talk a little bit about Barber Road, a horse that's taken them on quite a trip as we look forward to the first Saturday in May. I'm going to start off here with Carla Ortiz. Carla, thank you so much for having us here. Um, tell us a little bit about your role with Barber Road and your role in this team here at the Ortez Training Center. Well, it's actually pretty funny because out of everybody in the family, I was probably like the least involved with horses. I mean, you know, I grew up around them because my dad was a jockey and that's his main job. So I was going to school for working with media and like video production. And I went to college, I graduated. And then I just, it was tough trying to find a job in the industry until my brother, John, was like, well, why don't you come to Kentucky and make a couple of cool videos for me? And it started out as something fun to do. And then I started to, you know, watching these animals on an outsider perspective. Uh, I recorded them and I'm like, wow, like they do this every day, but I'm like, seeing it completely different. I see it's something cool, like they're on the track and horses are bobbing their heads and I'm like, oh, if I could put music with this, if I could put some rhythm and, and music. And it's, it looks so cool to me that I wanted to show everybody how I saw it. And little by little, I started making John's horse videos, his winning videos. I started adding like effects and music and it stuck and everybody liked it because we were doing something completely different. And the owners absolutely loved it. And that's how I am a part of the team. I work John's social media, I do all his videos, I do his pictures, I take pictures of the horses for Christmas, I dress them up in Santa clothes, and I just try to bring like the fun side to it and bring something new that like, you know, people in the industry haven't seen. It's just something that makes you smile, and that's what I do. Well, I love it. I've been watching and sharing it on social media, and you do a phenomenal job. Carlos, let's switch over to you. Tell us a little bit about you. You started out as a jockey years and years ago and um, became a trainer. You went out on your own about five and a half years ago. And now here you are looking at your first Kentucky Derby. Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, when I started riding in Colombia in 1976, you know, I was in the jockey room watching the Kentucky Derby on TV. Why I'm black? You know, and then I look like this, oh, it's a dream, it's big. Now I'm part of the big races with my family. It's amazing, you know, it's, I can't say, I don't know, look, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it, but I, we are here. 
And I want to say thank you, thank you very much for Mr. Bill Simon and Mrs. Tammy Simon for giving the opportunity to my son, especially my son, he's very young, trying it, and give me opportunity to break the baby for him. And hey, I'm proud, you know, because get a barber row here and that's stall over there. He start breaking and, you know, and start trying it for six months here and send it to my son. That's, uh, like he said, my dreams coming true, you know, it's 10 glass. That's amazing. Tell us a little bit about Barber Road when he arrived here and you started working with him. Did you know right away when you started him that he really had a lot of potential? I know that um, you mentioned before he had a fantastic big stride. And I remember American Pharaoh had a big stride and how much people love to see that nice big movement. And I know you mentioned that. Did you see a lot of potential right away for him? Yeah, when I started, you know, and installed to break and... It was quiet, very class. When the horses, the babies, you know, they, they got a class, they don't do too much thinking, you know, so they're smart. They know what they doing. So we start from there, you know, start breaking on the stall, coming out and right here in the chair. We had a video from the beginning, jogging here in the chair. We had a nice video from the swimming pool right there. You know, it's an amazing swimming pool. So we start like that. You know, then we take it to the racetrack. Start jogging quiet, relax, putting attention, all concentration and uh, what is business, you know. Then he started galloping nice. Uh, Mr. Bill Simon coming one day, he asked me, I said, hey, this horse got a lot of class. He, I think, you know, he go long distance because he, he moving nice, he long stride, close to the ground. So, hey, we, you know, if you ask a little bit, he go. If you take a hold, he doing whatever I want to do, you know. He, so it's nice to get horses like that. He never, but nobody, you know, putting attention, never jumping. No, it's nice. So you liked him right away, and you you told Mr. Simon, who used to be the CEO of Walmart, uh, him and his wife really uh, love this horse business. Are really really excited. This is a fifteen thousand dollar weanling, so a really really good deal, um, a good price. And he came to you, and you started him, and and worked him, and and took him to swim, and on the track, and you loved his stride, so you loved his movement. Um, tell us as he progressed. Did you ever have any idea that he might start winning the big stakes races and then get enough points to go to the Kentucky Derby? Well, it's a big question, you know, because the, the babies, we, right here, we don't, we got a little idea because, you know, they, they don't work in fast. They only work in like 3A or quarter and nice long galloping. But I feel like he go long distance. I told my son. He's a nice horse. He go, I think he's going to be to turn around. So then they don't know how much they cost. 50000 know, or 15000 or $2 million. They don't know nothing. They don't, they don't read the blah, blah, blah. They belong chat. No, they're, they're running. Concentration and keeping going, keeping going. Uh, I think so. He's going to keep going. They can talk to that because he always run with little trouble from behind. But pass to the wire, they go. He's on the horse. He's running. So I hope so, you know. Run fast after, yeah. after. One of the things you like to look at is the gallop out, right, afterwards, to see how they gallop out. And he always seems like he gallops out well afterwards. Yeah, we know. And the, and the racing and Churchill down when he finished second in the big stage. So he's coming a lot of trouble inside. When he got it clean, he run straight, go fast, and galloping out after the wire. Pass everybody. So that's me like he needed more distance. 
and the Kentucky Derby gonna be mile and a quarter. So I hope so. You know, thank God. Maybe give him more, you know, clear all the way, and the jockey and everybody gonna be excited after the race. Do you want to see him take the lead early, or do you just want him to stay kind of in contact with the field and then move maybe later on in the race? I don't know because it's it's tough race. You know, the horses when they horses gonna come for. They had to take, and the jockey, you know, he's smart, you know. He knows he's, the horses go, uh, you know, close to the pay, go easy, or he needs to go a little more relaxed, you know. I ride it for 13 years. He got a little experience, but uh, it's a and different race. But they just, the jockey knows. He knows the, a lot of the horses, and my son knows how the horses run. He's going to tell him to the jockey, you know, what pace or whatever, you know. It's wonderful. It's so excited. We're so excited for you, for this family operation. How wonderful that your son is in Kentucky. You guys here, you're going to be joining him soon for the Derby. I love, uh, love, love what you're doing. I'm so proud of you and so excited for you. And we certainly hope to see you in the winner's circle with this incredible horse. Yeah, I hope so. Thank you very much. Remember, this is Ocala Power. We call it, <laughs> we call it Ocala Power, you know. Yeah. I love it. Ocala Power. You heard it right here. On the Horse Talk Show, here with the Ortiz Family Ortiz Training Center, we wish Barbara Road the very best in the Kentucky Derby. The 148th running of the Kentucky Derby brought to you by Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care and supporting sponsors, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, Seminole Feed Stores, the Equus Inn, Equus Television, and the Chamber and Economic Partnership. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Hello, I'm Valerie Daly at Showcase Properties of Central Florida. Horses are the lifeblood of the horse capital of the world and enrich the lives of many. Our farm specialists are equine enthusiasts who are actively involved in our local equestrian community. If you're ready to discover Ocala, contact Showcase Properties of Central Florida to begin your unique real estate journey with one of our experienced agents today. 
The Equus Inn in the horse capital of the world was recently renovated with equestrian lovers in mind. Located right in Ocala, just minutes from I-75 and only 20 minutes away from the all-new World Equestrian Centre and the Florida Horse Park. A hotel offering guests modern comfort with southern charm. The Equus Inn would like to wish all Ocala-Marion County connections to the 148th running of the Kentucky Derby the best of luck and a safe trip. We hope to see one of you in the winner's circle. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television here at Ocala Breeder Sales with one of our local superstars, Tammy Bobo. I've known her for years, dear friend of mine, with first finds. And we have a great Florida-bred story for the Kentucky Derby this year with simplification. And I'm going to let her tell us just a little bit of background on this phenomenal commanding champion. Tammy, thanks for being with us. Tell us a little bit about when you first met simplification. You went out to the Demerics to Valerie and Tristan and got to see him and and you actually bought him privately. Share a little bit about your first experiences with him. So I went out to the barn at the Demerics and of course Valerie had called me and told me she had a couple of horses for sale. So he was one of the horses that I had gone out to look at to purchase and just a pretty individual. At that point, I was looking at him for a Weenland, a yearling pinhook. So confirmation, correctness, forward, earlier kind of yearling is what you're always looking for from a pinhook perspective in that aspect of the Explain pinhook for our listeners. I actually was writing for Ocala Magazine yesterday and I, I put pinhook and then I put, put explanation. <laughs> so pinhooking is a, it's, the term comes from the term of football. And it's like the roll fast turn of a ball. So what you're doing is you're buying horses with a short or long-term ROI. For example, the Weenland yearling market is an average of about a 10-month ROI. So those horses are bought in November and then sold in July, August, September, and October would be about your last sale for the year, Weenland yearlings. So when they're bought as Weenlands, you're then selling them as yearlings, 10 months investment. Well, and then in September, Keeneland, I have another facet to my program, which are yearling to two-year-old pinhooks. That's a six-month ROI. So those horses are bought out of September, mostly, and August, let me back up, August, September, or October. Those horses are then brought home straight to the two-year-old programs, broke and trained, and at that point, a rider is put on their back, and those horses are exercised usually six days a week. And the, the point of that program is for those horses to debut their ability to breeze in a six-month span. Six month being ideal, April would be, of course, your seven and, and also Maryland in May. But those horses debut their ability as to how well they can move or run in a eighth of a mile, quarter of a mile. And in today's world, the gallop out has become much more important than the actual breeze and how they do it. Because residually, that's where the market goes. And that's what dictates the soundness of these horses residually going forward. If they're hard on themselves, they have a lot of knee. So a lot of facets to the industry that really all come together when you're talking about stakes horses and horses that go on to take training and become top horses. That was the best explanation I've ever heard of that. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So tell us, uh, you went out to the Demerics and you got to see Simplification and Florida Bread and you liked him. I liked him physically. Um, Fernando was with me. We both liked the horse physically. He looked like he would make a Weenland yearling pinhook. And at that point, that was our vision for the colt, to purchase him to go into our first finds as a Weenland yearling pinhook. And like all horses, you know, they're X-rayed prior to sale. We X-rayed simplification. He had some, some minor sesamoiditis changes, not something that was extremely alarming. However, at that point, not this time, wasn't the it horse. You know, and this is a fashion industry we're in. So it's all in what's hot and what's not. 
So at that point, Not This Time was doing well. However, he was not doing as well as he is now. So with the x-rays and having a Not This Time, and we were preparing the horse for actually the OBS January sale. With that being said, we were going to have some sort of residual impact due to his x-rays at that point. We'd work with the colt. We knew his personality. He's a tough colt. He certainly wasn't going to kick kiss you and lick you every morning. That's not simplification. He has a lot of grit, and that's probably why he's become the horse he's become. He's a very, you know, he's a colt that loves to train and loves his job. So when he'd go to the round pen or, or you know, go through our program, he was always a tougher colt. And we thought, if this colt can channel this, we might have a great racehorse on our hands. So we just opted to bypass the sale and go straight to racing. Now, sesamoiditis, I've heard it referred to as sort of growing pains, and it is quite common, and quite often they do grow out of it, and it's not serious, right? So seeing, obviously, some uh, potential in this young horse and getting past that, growing out of that, now, obviously, we see what a tough commanding horse he really is. Right, so with sesamoiditis, when we purchased the horse, I wasn't alarmed. You know, I've, I've had a lot of horses. I, I x-ray a lot of horses at Keeneland September. There's years that will read 75 sets of films a day. So sesamoiditis for me over the years, I've only been in the business 12 years. I've seen so many of these horses that grow through it. And it is in fact, to me, growing pains, but like every industry, we tend to focus our and channel ourselves to certain things that become hot topics. And unfortunately, in my opinion, sesamoiditis has become the, the plague in the thoroughbred industry. So when a new owner or someone who's not versed in the industry or maybe hasn't had the number of horses that one might have, and I'm a very small boutique operation. I don't do large numbers. I do quality over quantity. And that's been my motto, motto from day one. But sesamoiditis is part of horses. It's part of thoroughbreds. It's part of them developing, building bone. These are young horses. So concussion is how you build bone. And without that, you're not going to build strong racehorses. So for me, a horse with sesamoiditis, like simplification, when I vetted him, I vetted him and he had sesamoiditis. It wasn't the red flag to me. It was a typical horse. He wasn't a small horse. He's a big, powerful um pretty, you know, yearling, so, or weanling. So he was one of those horses that constituted probably having some sort of sesamoiditis. With that being said, you know, I've had plenty other horses, Momos, we ran in the Breeders' Cup. Momos, I sent to the July sale and he did not sell. I, I wouldn't, you know, I wanted a hundred thousand for him then and love the colt. He's a homebred. He had sesamoiditis. And again, to me, that's just part of growing pains. I still own a part of the horse today. He's gone on to be a great horse for us. And I just feel that sesamoiditis is part of it. We're not anything's perfect. And I feel that a lot of the limelight has been shed on something that I don't find as significant as most people. Well, you're obviously right, having seen him um, do so incredibly well in at Gulfstream. I mean, he's, he's had some amazing races. We've seen him really progress and mature. Now looking forward to the Kentucky Derby, kind of what are your thoughts? He's, he's obviously very popular. He's in the top 10 uh, right now for the Derby and that's huge. So share kind of how you're feeling now as, as mom. <laughs> you know, to be honest, I just feel blessed to have the opportunity. It's overwhelming, you know, to have people just come up and, and just are so nice and people I've never spoke to before or had the opportunity to meet, they actually will approach you now and congratulate you. And it's just kind, you know, it's, it's kind. And I understand, you know, 
maybe he could be the only Florida bred in the race. I don't know that to be a fact. I did learn that here yesterday at the sale. Someone came up and told me that, so I don't like to speak third-party information. (laughs) However, you know, it seems like a lot of the Florida people are kind of rallying around this horse and, and really are wishing him well. I just feel blessed, you know, to have the opportunity to be here. I mean, it's anyone's game, and this is kind of what we all hope and pray for one day, and I just feel I'm very fortunate and blessed to be in this position. Amen. Do you have an outfit and a hat picked out yet? I have an outfit, and I thought I'd wait till Louisville to pick out the hat. I just thought maybe there's more opportunity there for hats. There certainly is. And Tammy, coming from a quarter horse background and and an investment company and and working with websites and then into Thoroughbreds 12 years ago, you've had huge success. You've hit the stakes races consistently with your horses to now be in the Kentucky Derby mode is um, and on that trail. It's pretty exciting. We want to say congratulations to you for all your hard work. You and Fernando and First Finds, an amazing, uh, amazing job that you do with the horses. We love you and we certainly hope to see you in the winner's circle. Louisa Barton here at OBS with Tammy Bobo, hoping to see her with the Big Derby win this year for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television. The 148th running of the Kentucky Derby brought to you by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care and supporting sponsors, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, Seminole Feed Stores, the Equus Inn, Equus Television and the Chamber and Economic Partnership. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Hello, I'm Valerie Daly at Showcase Properties of Central Florida. Horses are the lifeblood of the horse capital of the world and enrich the lives of many. Our farm specialists are equine enthusiasts who are actively involved in our local equestrian community. If you're ready to discover Ocala, contact Showcase Properties of Central Florida to begin your unique real estate journey with one of our experienced agents today. 
The Equus Inn in the horse capital of the world was recently renovated with equestrian lovers in mind. Located right in Ocala, just minutes from I-75 and only 20 minutes away from the all-new World Equestrian Centre and the Florida Horse Park. A hotel offering guests modern comfort with southern charm. The Equus Inn would like to wish all Ocala Marion County connections to the 148th running of the Kentucky Derby the best of luck and a safe trip. We hope to see one of you in the winner's circle. Louisa Barton here at Ocalabrida Sales for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television with one of our local superstars we've been chatting to, Tammy Bobo, who is very excited to be on the Kentucky Derby Trail with potentially, and I have to agree with her, I think the only Florida bred in the race. And we always love our Florida connections, Florida trained or Florida bred, but this is both. So we're pretty excited about simplification. I think he's number six right now in points for the Derby Trail, which is a really big deal out of the top 20 horses in the country. So we're excited. But this is not Tammy Bobo's first time with a horse in the Derby. She's only actually been in the thoroughbred business for 12 years coming out of the quarter horse world, but she's been so successful. And having a boutique consignment, and she mentioned this already, being quality, not necessarily quantity, is a really, really big deal. So we just want to talk a little bit about her first derby experience. And having two derby horses in 12 years is really uh, a huge accolade all by itself. Tammy, tell us about your very first derby experience with your first horse. <laughs> so my first horse was Take Charge Indy that I bought out of the September Keeneland sale. And that horse I brought, that horse taught me a lot about the industry and a lot about how to get to where you are today. So having him win the Florida Derby and then go on, it was an opportunity for me to learn the industry. That's why he wasn't offered at auction to be sold. I really believed in him early on. It was the first thoroughbred I truly trained. And he was just a special horse from the beginning. So my derby experience certainly wasn't as the only owner at that point. At that point, I had sold off legs of him um, going in, not knowing the industry. Certainly, I was not versed in the industry, and I didn't have an idea truly of what a thoroughbred racehorse could truly sell for and the odds of having that sort of stakes horse. So I certainly learned this the hard way, but I am blessed and thrilled with the opportunity to now know a lot more today. So my experience at the first derby was very minimal. It was my daughter and I, we went to watch. Um, at that point, I had already sold out almost all the majority of him to Chuck and Mary Beth Sanford. So it was kind of their show. They had their suite and, and I apparently everything that comes with it. So I look forward to enjoy it this time as an owner and be able to include people and people that are part of your team and you work with. And I, I'm a big believer in teamwork and that's how we all get to be successful. It does take an army. And I think some people have that correlation in life and others don't. They like to just take the the prize and run with it. So I hope this derby experience to be much different and I'm looking forward to enjoying it um, as an owner and being able to be there. Share with us Antonio Sano. I mentioned him earlier. I, I'm a huge fan of him and his family. Tell us a little bit. I, I know you've mentioned him being like family to you. I think he calls you sister. Um, share with us a little bit how important it is to you that your horse is in training with somebody like him. And I've been behind the scenes in the barn with the Sano family, and I cannot say enough about how wonderful they really are. They are. I think the Sano Antonio, to me, exudes the perfect family. That family is close. They're tight. They do everything together. And I just, I admire that. I admire the family d dynamics. And they're just good, 
kind, hardworking people. I, I don't think I've ever met a person, honestly, that works as hard as Antonio. I learned a lot more about Antonio going down there to go to dinner with him at his favorite Italian restaurant. We drove from Gulfstream to where he lives, basically, and he drives 45 minutes. Mind you, this is you know almost Miami, so the traffic. 45 minutes a day just to go to Gulfstream, train his horses, and then leaves there and has an additional 45 minute to hour drive to Palm Meadows. Antonio does this seven days a week. The man, how he functions is beyond me. He sleeps till three, two or 3 a.m. every day, every morning, you know, he gets up that early in the morning to do the same routine. So I just admire his work ethic and, and who he is as a person. And he's, they are also grateful for the opportunity to be here in the States and they voice it, you know, they're just grateful and they recognize life as a blessing. And for us to all be able to do what we collectively love together and just share in this moment together is just, it's unmeasurable. It's unmeasurable. I, I was delighted to see that was the trainer. I said, oh, thank you. God, that was awesome. Give us a few tips. So if I was starting out now in the position that you were in 12 years ago, what are some of the takeaways that you've picked up over the last 12 years that had you known then you might have done things a little differently or, or things you've learned, things that you look for in horses? You know, I think for me, relationships, learning who you can trust and who you can work with, um, going, it starts, you know, to me, you make all your money when you buy a horse. So I, I don't believe we make champions. I believe horses have heart. And those horses that have heart become amazing horses. So for me, you're, when you buy a horse, that is buying all of your return. So that's the most important part for me. So dealing with consigners, having relationships that I can walk up to them in the back ring. That's my buying style. And ask them, is this horse okay? Is this horse vet? Does it scope? Like I went mentioned, when I'm buying out of the books, I can only vet, have a vet read 75 a day. So I usually take those based on pedigree. Everything else that walks through a ring, there's days we're selling 400 horses at Keeneland. There's a vast majority of horses I have no knowledge of. So I have to put my trust in certain consigners. And you learn over the years, and it's unfortunate. Every business has bad eggs, and I've certainly encountered those in this business. And you just pick yourself up and go on and just try harder the next time and pay more attention and just know that you just can't give those people another shot. And unfortunately, that's the society and the world we live in. You have to learn to build relationships with people and work with people you can trust that have your back. And that's what it's about in this world. And I feel that my circle of people is solid. I, I love the people I work with. I All my two-year-olds, as you know, are with the Demerics. I think the world of Tristan and Valerie. And I, I feel they feel the same about me. And I think together... We work great together. You know, I respect them. They respect me. And I think in business, you have to have the foundation. And it takes a foundation. Again, back to First Finds, my amigo and Ricky Martinez. You know, you couldn't do this without him. I'm at the sales. Fernando and I, we're buying horses. We know that our horses are fed, that our horses are taken care of, and that my amigo is back at that barn. And I don't have to worry about anything. If he needs me, he knows how to reach me. But in fact... I put my trust in him when I leave and know that 100% of it will be done just as well as if I was standing there or better. Absolutely. Very important. It takes a village and you're right. The team has to be good and, and it doesn't get much better than the demerics. And I have to agree with you there. You know, when you get good people, you can work with good people and trust them. It does make a difference to the whole operation. It does. 
It does. And you know that their, their, their outlook is the same as yours. You know, it's success. We all want to have success. And it's, it's an interesting dynamic because when we're at Keeneland, Val and Tris are doing their thing, we're doing our thing. And, and that's what makes it such a great thing. And at the end of the day, these horses all go to them. And these are most horses that they didn't buy for one reason or another, you know, so it's interesting. And there's a lot of Obviously, they buy great horses, but it just we just work so well together. So it gives them an opportunity to have other horses that maybe they passed on or, or didn't even get to see. You know, there's so many horses that we all look at and focus on. It's just exciting to see the end result when you get to these two-year-old sales and you see what they have and what you have and what you have together. We do a lot together. And I think, you know, spread the wealth and work together. I think helping others is very important. Amen. Briefly, just share with us yesterday, obviously, was a great day for your boutique operation here at OBS. It was. Very blessed. So we had um, a Curlin that we had uh, bought for 40000 bring 510 We had a quality road. We paid 100 for bring 300 We've just been very blessed in this industry across the board. We had several others sell that did exceptionally as well. I don't, you know, mention them all, but I don't want to seem boastful or boasting. Just very blessed, and we've had an amazing sale. We're looking forward to today and the rest of the sale. OBS has been strong. There's a lot of people here looking to buy nice horses, and it's good to see a good market and a strong market. And I think residually going forward, you know, it's a there's nothing like horse racing. If people experience that and the thrill of winning a race and, and what it's like, it's it, you can't put it into words, and there's no way to explain this, the gratification and satisfaction that these racehorses truly bring us all. We're really proud of you. you. Ocala loves you. Thank you you for being here with us and sharing this wonderful life experience. We wish you all the best. Can't wait to see you in the winner's circle. Just remember, drag us in. Thank you. (laughs) Tammy Bobo here at OBS. We wish her all the best. Pray to see her in the winner's circle for the Kentucky Derby, and I'm sure we will. Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television. The 148th running of the Kentucky Derby brought to you by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care and supporting sponsors, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, Seminole Feed Stores, the Equus Inn, Equus Television and the Chamber and Economic Partnership. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. 
Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Hello, I'm Valerie Daly at Showcase Properties of Central Florida. Horses are the lifeblood of the horse capital of the world and enrich the lives of many. Our farm specialists are equine enthusiasts who are actively involved in our local equestrian community. If you're ready to discover Ocala, contact Showcase Properties of Central Florida to begin your unique real estate journey with one of our experienced agents today. The Equus Inn in the horse capital of the world was recently renovated with equestrian lovers in mind. Located right in Ocala, just minutes from I-75 and only 20 minutes away from the all-new World Equestrian Centre and the Florida Horse Park. A hotel offering guests modern comfort with southern charm. The Equus Inn would like to wish all Ocala-Marion County connections to the 148th running of the Kentucky Derby the best of luck and a safe trip. We hope to see one of you in the winner's circle. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television here at Ocala Breeder Sales. And we are looking forward to the Kentucky Derby, the 148th running of the run for the Roses. Right now, we only have one Florida bred that we know of running in the race. And that is Simplification, an amazing commanding horse that has proved himself already to be quite a winner. I'm here now with the other half of the team from First Finds with Fernando de Jesus. Going to have him tell us just a little bit about First Finds and how important this journey with simplification has been. And actually, I just saw Brad Cox walk that way, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, was by there. Fernando, tell us a little bit about First Finds and um, a little bit about what you look for in a, in a horse when, you're, when you and Tammy are, are choosing horses that you think are suitable for your consignment and your program? Well, you know, it's like everybody go up there in the cells, try to find a diamond, like, you know. So pretty much, you know, we'll look in the horses, see if uh, pedigree is enough, if uh, it's a horse you're going to make money. In some point, and you know, just pretty much what everybody does. Obviously, a lot of people has different ways to, you know, find their horses. Um, it's, it's a little tricky, tricky business, but and you like it, you you enjoy it. Tell us what you liked about simplification. Well, simplification is. Um, it's a really nice horse. Uh, when we bought it, uh, it was, you know, obviously not this time. And the time was, a, you know, fresh sire. Nobody really won uh, not this time to their starting winning. And the reason we got simplification is because uh, we don't have not this time in the farm already for the yearling season. So, uh, when Valerie and Tristian told us they have a notice time, we go look it up and it's like, mm, don't know, notice time. But notice time is starting to you know, races here, races there. So it's like, okay, I think we need notice time in the barn. And that's why we ended up with simplification. So looking forward now to the Kentucky Derby and, and being on the Derby Trail, did you ever imagine that? he would make it this far and kind of how do you feel now thinking about his his chances against obviously the the other top 19 horses in the u.s 
or the world? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, when I have him taken to the barn for the, for the medics when he was a baby, it, it was different than other horse I've been having, you know, over the years. Uh, this horse was more tougher, you know, strong. Um, obviously, you know, it shows, it shows was very, very potential horse for, for the racing and things like that. So I think it's a lot of good horses up there. The only reason they're not make is because maybe they go, you know, to some people they're not take the time with them and, and stuff like that. But it's a lot of good horses. But this particular horse was different and, and you know, and a lot of horses we have. Um, yeah, I, I told them, you know, when we uh, when are prepping for the yearling and uh, bringing to the OBSL, and I told them, and we don't get it done. Here, I don't think I'm going to go to two-year-old. I think we're going to go to to the races with this horse. Um, you know, now you see what's, what happens. Now you're glad you went to the races with the horse. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. You know, he obviously for the yearlings uh, and the two-year-olds, they want you kind of nice, clean horse and stuff like that. He has his little issues like, um, uh, you know, minor issues that people in that time, pretty much they're not going to pay what you're looking for. So I know I told Tammy and, and Tristian and Sano, I said, listen, I got this horse here. I don't think I want to roll in and do it all because I don't get it done in the yearling. I said, I just, let's take our time and let's go to the races and see what happens. Enjoy the races. Enjoy the experience. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Go on the journey. Yes. I think when you when you bless, you know, you can try to sell your product and things like that. And when it's going to be for you, it's going to be for you. So God has his plans already. You can try, you know, like a business. and But, you know, this is our time. Well, we want to wish you all the best in the Kentucky Derby and we'll definitely be praying for a good outcome and um, we'll definitely see you there. Thank you very much and thank you. Thank you, Fernando, with First Finds. Uh, he and Tammy Bobo have had great success um, with many of their horses making it to the top. But certainly making it to the Kentucky Derby is, I think, everybody's bucket list in this business. So we wish them all the best. We love this Ocala Marion County connection to the two most exciting minutes in sports. I'm Louisa Barton for Equus Television and the Horse Talk Show. Up next, Andrew Van Langendonk from Summerfield Sales. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television here at Ocala Breeder Sales today. And we are going to talk a little bit about a horse that's headed for the Kentucky Derby that has some Ocala Marion County connections, and that's White Abario. I'm here with Andrew Van Langendonk. I didn't mess it up. Look at that. Andrew, tell us a little bit about you, your family, and, and background here in Ocala. Uh, well, uh, I manage and uh, direct uh, the sales consignment, Summerfield Sales, as well as the general manager of the farm. Uh, we sell, uh, here in January, a large number of horses, as well as uh, uh, in October, we'll sell a large number of uh, yearlings as well. Uh, we were fortunate enough to sell White Abario uh, during the January winter mix sale. 
Uh, it was for a relatively cheap price, but obviously he was not aware of that. And he went on to, to, to show us that he's capable of a lot more than what we initially praised him for. Uh, and, and I mean that as a industry as a whole as well. Now, as far as a relatively lower price, what would that be? I believe we sold them for $7,500, not quite uh, as low as the bottom price of 1000 that we sold Medina Spirit for. Uh, but uh, so we're slowly but surely go making our way up for our derby prospects on in terms of price. Isn't that great, though, because that's much more like the Cinderella story. You know, uh, as much as we love to see horses go through the sale for $2.3 million like we did yesterday, it's also wonderful to see some of these horses that don't necessarily go for the big money really come out on top like this. It's pretty exciting. It must be exciting for you to watch their journey. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and I actually prefer a horse that, that comes from an underdog kind of deal. Um, you know, it's, it's obviously a lot of fun to sell a horse for a lot of money, especially when it goes towards someone that really deserves it or, or, or could use it. Um, and that money gets put right back into the industry. But to see a horse that everybody kind of dubs as as not as, as good as the maybe the ones that go for 2.3 million and to see those horses essentially make it onto the track and just dominate and, that, and there's no other words dominate in comparison to those horses it's it's just it's so much fun it really is now tell us um why de barrio under ten thousand dollars what was it about him that made him not go for such a high price was it pedigree did he have what some people maybe thought was some shortcomings. What actually kind of made that decision, you think? Uh, during that sale, he wasn't a very big horse. He was a medium-sized horse. Um, and, and the big reason why he stuck out in my head is because he gray, he's gray, and I, and I personally like the grays, as a lot of people do. Um, but uh, race day would, would have been one of the bigger uh, um, downfalls, unfortunately, for him on his pedigree. Uh, but uh, luckily enough, someone thought that it was worthwhile, and then they moved him along towards the, uh, the two-year-old sales and got a bit of money for him. And then he continues to go on to make money for the, the next person, which I just I, I really enjoy. I like whenever one person makes money, the next person makes money, and it continues on down the line. That's certainly the idea, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about his race career so far and kind of as you've watched him maturing, the things that you've noticed and, and maybe share with us what you think's got him to the point that he's at now. I think Joseph Safi Jr. has done a fantastic job getting the, the, the proper wind in him that he needs. Uh, I, I think everybody's been kind of questioning on his distance. Um, just given the pedigree that he has, but uh, given the fact that all the races that he's done prior to this, he, he, his biggest attribute, I believe, is he's able to handle uh, being in a pack. And, uh, you know, some of these horses, I believe nowadays, they kind of tend to need the perfect trip uh, in order to win. But I feel that a horse that can really dive down into it, get into the middle of that field, find a hole or make their own hole and then continue on to cross that wire first. That's what's really important. And, and, and fortunately, that's what he seems to be able to have. Um, and I completely uh, give that to uh, Spendthrift for their ability to raise racehorses. They raise them in herds. They don't seclude them. They don't you know, make them off on their own just because they think one horse is more uh, worth more money than another horse. Um, and, and I think that's what really raises racehorses. What we try to do is summer field sales as well. We like to keep them all in herds and uh, uh, Spendthrift does the same thing. And obviously it helps whenever you hit the racetrack. I have to agree with you there. They are a herd animal and I can't say enough about Ned Toffee and Spendthrift. I'm uh, experience with them has been incredible as well. So I uh, hats off to both of your teams and, and to come this far. Kind of what do you have an expectation of what you might see Derby Day and, and who are you looking at as really tough competition in this race? Obviously, Epicenter's one to watch. We love simplification, obviously, of Florida bread. Um, have you kind of looked at his competition and, and weighed it up a little bit? 
Epicenter is obviously going to be a big a big threat for him, I believe. And uh, um, but uh, uh, obviously with simplification, fantastic horse. But unless he comes into this uh, uh, the next race where they they head off together, unless he comes with a different mentality, I just think the same thing is going to happen. Um, he's 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 gone against him already, and he's proven that he's a better horse now. You know, once again, maybe he needs the perfect trip and maybe he'll get it on the first Saturday of May. Um, but as of right now, it looks like uh, Wada Barrio can make his own perfect trip. That's wonderful. Well, we wish you the very best, as always. Summerfield Sales always does an excellent job. Andrew, thank you for joining us on the Horse Talk Show and all the best to you at the Derby. Louisa Barton here at OBS for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television. The 148th running of the Kentucky Derby brought to you by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care and supporting sponsors, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, Seminole Feed Stores, the Equus Inn, Equus Television and the Chamber and Economic Partnership. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Hello, I'm Valerie Daly at Showcase Properties of Central Florida. Horses are the lifeblood of the horse capital of the world and enrich the lives of many. Our farm specialists are equine enthusiasts who are actively involved in our local equestrian community. If you're ready to discover Ocala, contact Showcase Properties of Central Florida to begin your unique real estate journey with one of our experienced agents today. The Equus Inn in the horse capital of the world was recently renovated with equestrian lovers in mind. Located right in Ocala, just minutes from I-75 and only 20 minutes away from the all-new World Equestrian Center and the Florida Horse Park. A hotel offering guests modern comfort with southern charm. The Equus Inn would like to wish all Ocala Marion County connections to the 148th running of the Kentucky Derby the best of luck and a safe trip. We hope to see one of you in the winner's circle. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television on all smart TV networks here at Ocala Breeder Sales with actually another one of our local superstars. She has an incredible history. We can even talk about American Pharaoh. I'm here with Susan Montaigne of SBM Training and Sales. And we're going to talk a little bit, first of all, about Cyberknife and about a very exciting journey towards the 148th running of the Kentucky Derby 
coming right up very soon. Susan, thank you for being with us. Tell us a little bit about your background. So as a kid, I showed some English stuff. I got into barrel racing, moved to Ocala when I was 16, and got a job at the racetrack. Um, Galloping Horses goes back to Mr. Elmer Huback. Um, I knew nothing about the racehorses um, and just started riding. Um, I got a lot of my experience as far as the training end goes. I give credit to a lot of these other consigners that are here that gave me opportunities, not just to ride for them, but to work in their barn in the afternoons as well. Tell us about riding American Pharaoh. So Pharaoh, yeah, he's, he's a different animal in itself, right? So, um, they called and asked, um, if I'd come and breeze a couple horses for him, um, that particular day and he happened to be on my set list. So yeah, they threw me up and said, just be easy, just sit there and <laughs> don't move, don't smooch, don't do anything. Just take him around the racetrack. So, and he did, he surely toted me. That was quite an experience. I imagine after having ridden him and then him be the first triple crown winner in 37 years, that has to have been a historic moment for you. Yes, for sure. Um, very thankful I got that opportunity because, listen, at the end of the day, anybody could have, they could have called anybody to come and, and get on him. And it just ended up working out to where he was on my set list that day. It's amazing. Tell us a little bit about Cyberknife. Obviously, very exciting for you. Um, looking forward now to the, to the Kentucky Derby coming right up. Um, tell us a little bit about how you felt about him when you first met him, what you liked about him, um, and some of the qualities that you saw in him that have obviously got him this far on the Derby Trail. So credit goes to Chad Summers. Um, he bought this colt uh, for Al Gold and Joe Hardoon. Um, they bought him. I've done a lot of business with Chad. We've had a huge success um, together. We had Minor Biscuits off the tracks, and the list kind of goes on from there. We've had multiple horses that were grade one winners. This particular horse um, is a little different. Um, he's tough. He was a little difficult to break, um, and every day was definitely a challenge um, getting him on the racetrack and and training him there was never a moment that you could make him tired and that was at the end of the day I guess that's what's turned him into such a an amazing athlete because um, he doesn't he doesn't get tired um, but as far as that I love to see the fact that he is starting to grow up a little bit um, I didn't expect him to even run as a two-year-old early that's for sure um, he looked like a horse to me that wants to go long and ideally that's where it's ended up Tell us when you when you talk about he was he was difficult when you first tried to start getting him under saddle. What are some of the techniques that you've tried and that have worked for you with horses like that? When you have obviously a a young, very energetic thoroughbred and, and you're not a big human, um, you're a, how how do you deal with that? What are some of the things that you do to help bring him along to give him success? I my team, um, every person in the barn has their own abilities. Um, and it's a matter of focusing that energy in the right direction and, and putting the right riders on each individual horse. Some, some can handle finicky fillies. Some can handle really, really tough colts. Um, so this particular horse, a guy by the name of Juan Hernandez, he rode him every single day. That was his horse. Um, he's not a horse that you wanted to go thumping on or be aggressive with. You just kind of had to 
so in some ways let him do his thing um but guide that energy in the right direction and that forward momentum what were the first things you liked about him and did you see him possibly being a future derby horse at that point or even a even just a stakes winner not that that's a just <laughs> you know horses like him um you see in the mornings that um he has the ability right so he was light on his feet never make him tired and it was all going to be a matter of mentally when he gets it together and truthfully I don't even know that he really even has it all together yet I think as he continues to race and continues to grow it's it's all going to start to click but right now he's in my opinion he's running on straight talent amazing and how did you feel that this day Arkansas Derby Day I mean you have to have been just elated right <laughs> oh my gosh yeah and, and you know and for Al Al's Al himself has put a lot of money into this business. Um, he actually, I met him several years ago. He bought a horse off of me, and he ended up being a stakes horse for him. Not a graded stakes horse, but a stakes horse. Um, and that was really the only horse that he and I ever had a connection with. Um, but for him to be able to have his first grade one winner um, and just the whole history that with Chad and I, I mean, it's it's – quite remarkable honestly and I'm so excited for for the whole team and not just you know my guys at the farm I mean they they put in just as much effort as anybody we're actually taking one one's going to the derby oh that's so wonderful I bet he's thrilled right he's so excited yeah that was one of my requests and I said you know if anybody put in as much time in this horse as I did or Andy did it's one so um, it was a request that I had that he get to go, and he's going. That's awesome. Tell us a little bit about the OBS sale and kind of what you're, you're here with your consignment. You've got, obviously got some horses in the sale. What are you kind of looking forward and, and hoping for with these horses and, and potentially, obviously, to go on and see them have incredible careers like so many of your horses have? Well, that's the main thing, right? So it's not necessarily – what some of these horses work in it's having the confidence when these buyers come up and you know everybody has their level and where they where they can afford or what they want to do or the in the end goals um so luckily for us we do have some really nice horses in the barn and i do have some high expectations for a few of them that's wonderful any last words about the about the kentucky derby obviously we'll we'll see you there with your team and uh and you must be very excited you'll you'll visit him i take it in the barn yeah for sure <laughs> yeah so we've got a whole itinerary i've been told that we're that we're doing but um brad's done a phenomenal job with him um so great for their team as well um so you know hopefully right that's all we can do but listen just to be there um there's only so many that get to have that opportunity and, and we're very thankful that it's going to be one of ours. To be in the top 20 is a really big deal. It sure is. It, it's, I, you really just don't have words for it, right? So, I, I'm, like I said, I'm super excited for everybody involved. Well, I can tell you that Ocala Marion County, very, very proud of you and all your endeavors. And we watch your horses uh, regularly doing well and excelling. So we certainly hope to see you do very well in the Kentucky Derby. I'm here with uh, Susan Montani from SBM Training and Sales. And we're watching Cyberknife, one of uh, Ocala Marion County grads. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television here at OBS. The 148th running of the Kentucky Derby brought to you by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care and supporting sponsors, 
showcase properties of Central Florida, Seminole Feed Stores, the Equus Inn, Equus Television, and the Chamber and Economic Partnership. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Hello, I'm Valerie Daly at Showcase Properties at Central Florida. Horses are the lifeblood of the horse capital of the world and enrich the lives of many. Our farm specialists are equine enthusiasts who are actively involved in our local equestrian community. If you're ready to discover Ocala, contact Showcase Properties of Central Florida to begin your unique real estate journey with one of our experienced agents today. The Equus Inn in the horse capital of the world was recently renovated with equestrian lovers in mind. Located right in Ocala, just minutes from I-75 and only 20 minutes away from the all-new World Equestrian Centre and the Florida Horse Park. A hotel offering guests modern comfort with southern charm. The Equus Inn would like to wish all Ocala Marion County connections to the 148th running of the Kentucky Derby the best of luck and a safe trip. We hope to see one of you in the winner's circle. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television here at Ocala Breeder Sales at SBN Sales and Training. And we're talking about Cyberknife. This is uh, a horse that's running in the Kentucky Derby with Ocala, Marion County Connections, and we certainly like to broadcast that. I have my sign holder here, Al Gold, Joe Hardoon, and Chad Summers here, and they've all had a part in this incredible, very commanding uh, horse that we're going to see run in the Kentucky Derby very soon. I'm going to start here with the sign holder. Al, tell us about Cyberknife. I just pay the bills. These two guys will give you all the details you want to know about the horse. So this is the money man and the sign holder. Okay. <laughs> good for you. You put it in a good place there now. Joe, tell us a little bit uh, about your involvement with Cyberknife, looking forward now towards the Derby and, and kind of what your hopes are. Well, uh, Cyberknife was a horse that Chad and I purchased at the uh, Facing Tipton Yearling Sale. Uh, we bought him for 400000 Uh He was a big, type, uh, scopey-looking horse that was light on his feet. And uh, new crop, first crop of gun runner. He looked like a horse that we needed to have. 
Chad, tell us a little bit about your first thoughts on Cyberknife and now looking forward to the Kentucky Derby, kind of what your hopes are. Well, the first thing we said was he's either going to win a grade one or he's never going to make the races. So we're glad that uh, <laughs> the first part came true, not the latter part. But look, he's uh, he's always been a very special horse to us. You know, we're thankful that, that Mr. Gold, he wanted to take a shot at a, at a home run kind of horse and... You know, fortunately for, for us and the whole team involved, we were able to do that. I mean, Susan and her team, uh, you know, Juan Hernandez gets a lot of credit. He he got on the horse every day from the time they broke him to the time he left to go to Brad Cox. And, you know, then all credit goes to Brad Cox's team as well. He's been at seven different locations of Brad Cox's kind of uh, factory that he has and the, and, the, and the team and the staff that he's put together. And, you know, it's led us all to the first Saturday in May, and we'll see where we feel the second Saturday in May. Tell us about Susan and her operation. She had uh, uh, told us during the interview that he was tough and that Juan did a great job. A lot of that grit is really important to get this far with young horses, especially get to these grade one stakes races and especially to be the top 20 in the country. That grit is really important, but channeling that grit into good energy and positive energy and getting a horse this far. And obviously Brad Cox is brilliant as well. But tell us about Susan and her team here and the just the way that they can manage those kind of challenges with a horse like this that's obviously got a lot of talent. Well, my relationship with Susan goes back to 2014 and we've had three great one winners together now and you know the thing that Susan and her staff do over there that's different than most is each horse is an individual and and Susan along with her partner Andy Pickerel you know they've they take their time and and that's a horse that you needed to take your time with it wasn't okay you know we're done you know let's start breezing him it was you know many many hours long days of of getting him to to trust and understand and and to go through the process of what it takes to be a racehorse and as difficult as he was and he was on his hind legs maybe more than he was on all fours it was a process of he never got tired no matter what they did no matter how they trained him uh he never got tired and we had to you know play with the equipment and change different things and uh you know they would turn him out in the morning time and he'd take a long nap instead of taking some of that energy out but it, it was it was one of those things where we all kind of, every time we saw him, <laughs> we came together and we just said, you know what, you know, if he can ever put it all together, then he's going to be okay. And, you know, every time he trained, every time he breezed on the farm before he went to Brad and then when he went to Brad, it was, you know, is he ever going to get tired? He never, ever got tired. And that's what kind of gives us the confidence, you know, to go to mile and a quarter, which is a demanding distance, especially, you know, you're talking over here at the Yocala sale or the OBS and training sale where horses go an eighth of a mile or at the most a quarter of a mile, right? These horses got to go a mile and a quarter. But, uh, you know, we think from his early training from SBM, uh, he's going to be well prepared for that mile and a quarter distance. Fantastic. You were made for TV. Well done. <laughs> Here chatting with the team that each person played a huge role in getting this horse to where he is now on the Derby Trail. We certainly hope to see him have future success. Louisa Barton with the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television here at Ocala Breeder Sales. The 148th running of the Kentucky Derby brought to you by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care and supporting sponsors, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, Seminole Feed Stores, the Equus Inn, Equus Television and the Chamber and Economic Partnership.
This show was brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Hello, I'm Valerie Daly at Showcase Properties of Central Florida. Horses are the lifeblood of the horse capital of the world and enrich the lives of many. Our farm specialists are equine enthusiasts who are actively involved in our local equestrian community. If you're ready to discover Ocala, contact Showcase Properties of Central Florida to begin your unique real estate journey with one of our experienced agents today. The Equus Inn in the horse capital of the world was recently renovated with equestrian lovers in mind. Located right in Ocala, just minutes from I-75 and only 20 minutes away from the all-new World Equestrian Center and the Florida Horse Park. A hotel offering guests modern comfort with southern charm. The Equus Inn would like to wish all Ocala Marion County connections to the 148th running of the Kentucky Derby the best of luck and a safe trip. We hope to see one of you in the winner's circle. Thank you for joining us on this special edition of the Horse Talk Show to discuss the local connections to the two most exciting minutes in sports, the 148th running of the Kentucky Derby. Out of 20 horses, we have at least 13 with strong ties to this local area, and we love to share our claims to fame with you on the show. Joining us now, I have Eddie Woods of Eddie Woods Stables and like to chat to him a little bit about Messier. Eddie, thank you for being back with us on the show again. Pleasure. Tell us a little bit about your first interaction with this horse and how you came by uh, giving him a great foundation and a start. Um, he belongs to SF Thoroughbreds, uh, a.k.a. the Avengers. A uh, bunch of um, good people. And we do all their breaking and training. So he came in here from Atlas Farm in... Uh, October, they give them all 30 days after they buy them at the sales before they send them down here. He's very straightforward, very handsome, good-looking horse. Uh, he broke out really well, just total class act the whole time. And, you know, he's gone on to do quite well for the time being. When you first get them uh, there at your training centre, what, what's the first thing that you, you kind of work on and what are some of the things that you look for that really show you if this is a horse that might shine? You don't know that till later, you know, way down the line, whether you got a good horse or not. But, you know, we just basically see how they handle themselves, get tack on them and just work around them a bit and get riders on him and he's on, go real slow and let him get their feet underneath them and bring them along as they need to be brought along. Uh, what do you attribute um, your great success? Every single time we have a major stakes race, um, I think I, I track you down because you, a grad from your farm is doing so well. Um, what, what do you credit that to? Because it's, it definitely repeats every time. <laughs> it's down to good clients who buy good horses and breed good horses. And um, unfortunately, we've got a great string of clients, and that's what they do. They, you know, they spend a lot of money in some cases, but they, they up their chances when they do. And um, we, get, we just get a lot of nice horses, and some of them go on and some of them don't. 
So kind of how are you hoping to see uh, Messier play out in the Derby? It's a, it's certainly a tough field. There's a lot of really, really good horses in it this year that we've got our eyes on and a lot of local connections. What are you kind of hoping to see him do? Well, I think he'd probably be very close to the pace. He's got he's got a good draw. Um, and usually most of them horses from that outfit are right up on it. And you just hope he gets a good run and a good run around there, not, not any trouble and see what happens from there. His last work was very good. I watched it on XBTV, and he was it was a really nice work. Yeah, he's a really nice horse. Lovely horse. Beautiful-looking yes, horse. Any last words for our listeners and viewers, Eddie, on the race? Um, I think Chad Brown will be really hard to beat because that horse had the best experience in the bluegrass. He learned the most because he had to wiggle his way through traffic, and he did it with confidence and got up there and won well. And he looks like one of the few horses in the race that are probably going to get them all in the quarter. So he'll be the horse to beat. Mm, yes, and definitely wiggling through the horses is important in the Derby. <laughs> Very much so. Eddie Woods, hats off to you and your team at Eddie Woods Stables here in Ocala. We're all so proud of you and your team always uh, always in the top horses in the country uh, over and over again. So all the best to you. We hope they all have a safe trip. And we'd love to see your grad in the winner's circle. The 148th running of the Kentucky Derby brought to you by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care and supporting sponsors, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, Seminole Feed Stores, the Equus Inn, Equus Television and the Chamber and Economic Partnership. Thank you for joining us back on this special local connections to the two most exciting minutes in sports, the 148th running of the Kentucky Derby. Every year, I think, in the top races, I come back to you with Dominic Brennan, who usually gives one or two of these horses a really good start at the Silverleaf Hills Training Center here in Summerfield. Dominic, it's lovely to have you back with us. Thanks for having me. You've got a couple of claims to fame. Um, let's start with Smile Happy because that's something I just like to do as often as possible. I love the name. I think it's great. Um, tell us a little bit about this horse and your experience in training him. Um, he was, when we got him uh, down to take him as a yearling, um, he was just a very laid-back coat, um, easy to work with. I mean, never, never took a... a Bad step, never done anything wrong, was just very straightforward from the beginning, he was. So a good horse right away and, and easy to deal with. Yeah, just just very easy to, he just, what do you want me to do type of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Did, yeah. did you see him getting this far? I see him as a nice horse, to be a derby horse. That's, you know, that's a tough call it is, but he did always show like he had some class. Yeah, he did. good. So share with us a little bit about the other horse that you have in the Derby, another grad of yours, and that's Tiz the Bomb. Yes, um, kind of a totally different horse. He was kind of a little more aggressive, um, not maybe so much laid back as, as uh, Smile Happy, but trained forwardly, was easy to be around, um, took everything in stride, but like I say, was a little more aggressive. Um, but showed like he was a nice horse. Um, 
if I had to pick between both of them, I probably would have picked Smile Happy out of the two. But um, the other horse is a very nice horse too. He is, and he broke his maiden. A lot of people think he's he's a more grass horse, but he broke his maiden on the dirt at Ellis. Um, and Kenny is kind of high on this horse for the Derby. He thinks he's getting overlooked. He does. Mm. So yeah yeah and 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 kenny knows his derby stuff so that's a good sign <laughs> the, the last time he told me that was when sarava and sarava went on and won the belmont so ah <laughs> that's a good sign then that's a very good yeah. sign how yeah. do you how do you kind of um when you're looking at a derby like this with so much talent in it there's there's probably i think a dr eisman said he had 15 horses at least out of the 20 that you got to watch it's uh it's definitely a really good deep field this year of, of really good horses. Um, what, when you kind of see how this might play out, do you do you know how either one of these horses might best um, play out this race to, to get the win? You know, um, a lot depends on the break and a lot depends on running. A lot of it is luck at the Derby, I think. You know? <laughs> I mean, you gotta you got to have uh, everything lined up. You can get stopped in traffic and... If you get the run of the race, you might be the best horse in the race, but you'll end up winning it, you know? Yeah, that's true. So it's, uh, it's, it's, um, it's a tough race. There's, there's a bunch of three-year-olds this year. I think it might be one of the best derbies in a while with a lot of good horses. So I think a lot of it at the end of the day is going to be racing luck. <laughs> racing luck it usually is with 20 yeah. horses in the field yeah. and the yeah. and the derby chaos um, right <laughs> as, far, as far as them running the horses style i guess you know it, it'll, it'll depend on the break and, and going to the first turn yeah and then it's luck from there <laughs> that's right <laughs> what do you attribute your great success to because you know every year i i come back to you and and hats off to you and your team that you know, your grads always make it to the top stakes races, and, and I'm always so impressed by that. Well, I, I've been working with Kenny for 30-plus uh, years, probably. Um, I work all the sales firms, so what, what I do is I look at every horse, I shortlist, and then I give him my shortlist, and he goes through that, and then he's the one that makes the final decision. So basically, it's it's a team, me and him, but he's the one that makes the final decision. Right. Kenny McPeak, so, great trainer. Yes, great yeah. trainer. So Wonderful. That, that's, that's the way it's worked for as long as I've been with him, and it's been very successful. That's it wonderful. Has. Well, congratulations to you making it into the top 20 um, with two right. of those grads from Silverleaf down in Summerfield. And uh, hats off to our local trainers, Many Connections. Dominic, we wish you all yeah. the best. We, uh, we, I see we got quite a few. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Yes. Thank you, Dominic. Yeah. And uh, we uh, wish you all the best. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Dominic Brennan, the trainer down there for Kenny McPeak at the Silverleaf Hills Training Centre in Summerfield. Got a couple of good ones there in the Derby. You got to keep your eye out for Kenny McPeak. And he definitely thinks one of them could do it for sure. So who knows? It's anyone's race in the Derby, as, uh, as Dominic pointedly said. It's always uh, good luck. Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show with your very, very special local derby connections. The 148th running of the Kentucky Derby brought to you by Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care and supporting sponsors, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, Seminole Feed Stores, the Equus Inn, Equus Television and the Chamber and Economic Partnership.
This show was brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Hello, I'm Valerie Daly at Showcase Properties of Central Florida. Horses are the lifeblood of the horse capital of the world and enrich the lives of many. Our farm specialists are equine enthusiasts who are actively involved in our local equestrian community. If you're ready to discover Ocala, contact Showcase Properties of Central Florida to begin your unique real estate journey with one of our experienced agents today. The Equus Inn in the horse capital of the world was recently renovated with equestrian lovers in mind. Located right in Ocala, just minutes from I-75 and only 20 minutes away from the all-new World Equestrian Centre and the Florida Horse Park. A hotel offering guests modern comfort with southern charm. The Equus Inn would like to wish all Ocala-Marion County connections to the 148th running of the Kentucky Derby the best of luck and a safe trip. We hope to see one of you in the winner's circle. Louisa Barton here for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television, featuring the special connections, all of the local connections, and there are many this year to the Derby and to the Oaks, and we're very excited to have Niall Brennan from Niall Brennan Stables here with us, and we're going to chat to him a little bit. We were hoping that he would have a Derby horse, but um, that decision was made, and so actually he has a very popular Kentucky Oaks horse, and we haven't done anything on the Oaks this year, so I'm really glad to have Niall with us to talk a little bit about Kathleen O. Hi, Niall. Hey, Louisa. Thanks for being back with us. Yeah, my pleasure. Tell us a little bit about this very special horse. Well, we we, uh, we feel she's very special. It's kind of a great story. Uh, uh, the owner is uh, a guy called Pat Carney, uh, who is 83 years old, and this is his very first racehorse. Aww. And she's named... Uh, <laughs> She's named after his wife, whose name is Kathleen, and her, her maiden name was O'Boyle, so Kathleen O. And his wife is 82 years old, and this <laughs> is their very first racehorse. So um, they bought her from me last year at the two-year-old sale at OBS, and Shug um, uh, Gay, of course, trains her, but, you know, she's undefeated so far, so they've had an amazing ride that they just can't believe, and they've brought their, their kids and their grandkids involved now, and... Um, I'm, I'm hoping they're going to have a great time up in Louisville for the weekend at Churchill. I'm sure they will. And hopefully, I think, as he said, he's got a great attitude about it. He's just uh, had a wonderful ride, win, lose, or draw. They're just, uh, they've just they had an amazing experience and um, that the whole family is sharing. Um, and she, you know, she's a lovely filly. She's improving, even as she's unbeaten, but she still keeps improving. And as, as Shug said, she'll, she'll be even a better filly later in the year because she's a she's a big scopey uh, type that will only improve with time and distance and you know so i, I think that um I, I think she's probably right now you know going off second or third favorite um which when the gates open that doesn't really matter because the horses don't know their odds they're just gonna <laughs> do the best they can and hope that their jocks give them a good trip and navigate a good trip and uh same as in the derby um you know that the trip is so important um but, you know, we hope for the best for them. It would be a, a, an amazing story if she won, and it's their very first racehorse. Uh, it would be just a fairy tale story. 
Oh my gosh, I love that you shared that with us because for somebody in their 80s to have their very first racehorse make it to the Oaks, it's like, that's a pretty special thing. That's um, and, and the fact that the horse is named after his wife, I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's beyond a dream, really. I think it's, uh, you know, I just, he knew, you know, he played he played golf uh, in the winter months down there with Shug uh, McGee and, <laughs> and they became friends. And he just said, you know what? I don't play cards anymore. I don't do this. I don't do that. I love going over to Goldstream to the races and, Hey, Shug, how do I get a racehorse? I think it'd be fun. I just want something to do to enjoy. Um, and uh, next thing we, here comes Kathleen O. Here comes Kathleen O. So you liked her when she was training. You really thought she had a, a, a nice way. Yeah, you know, we did. I mean, as, as much as you know, in the spring of their two daughters, so this time last year, but we were very high on her and just the way she had developed and the way she was training. And when she went over to the sale, you know, they had asked me about who I would recommend. And, and I gave them a couple and Kathleen O was the one that they uh, that they bid on and bought wow. and which is you know again it's faith I guess it's just uh yeah it's the great. journey that they're on and um you know she's a wonderful filly hopefully she stays healthy and they'll, they'll have a, a lot more fun with her down the road oh my gosh well listen I'm rooting for her now and betting on her because I just love the story I think about my parents they're in their 80s and I think how amazing if they had a racehorse that you know that got that far so I think how how neat is that to be uh to be in the best horses in the country, you know, for the for the Oaks is a is a pretty special place for these people to be. So I'm certainly hoping to see uh, her and them in the winner's circle for the Oaks. That's a brilliant story. Yeah, no, hopefully she does and stays well and healthy. Obviously, that it's the ladies' day on Friday and then the boys' day on Saturday. That's right, and we'll be there for both. So cheering on our yeah. Ocala Marion local connections always. Um, to these incredible races. So early voting is okay, but he's not running in the Kentucky Derby. But a grad of yours, I'm sure, that will go on to do great things. Well, I think so. He's a very nice horse. And he was second, ran a huge race in the Wood Memorial in New York and was just beat by Mo Donegal, um, who's one of the favorites for the Derby. But I think, you know, Chad Brown, his trainer and the owners, I think they just took a close look at it and felt he ran a huge race and is a kind of a up-on-the-pace horse. Uh, which there's a lot of in the Derby, and they just felt like, you know what, we do the right thing now, let this horse be fresh, he's going into the Preakness as a fresh horse, and they did the same with Cloud Computing a few years ago. That's right. And won the Preakness with Cloud Computing. That's so right. It's the same connections, and yeah. that was just their decision. You know, I think they're, they're right for thinking of the whole year, the summer and fall that, that this horse has ahead of them, and um, Chad, of course, has the favorite for the Derby in Zandon. Right. And, um, so he's, he's already well represented, but I think he just decided that this was the better route for, for early voting and so decided not to enter him yesterday and keep him fresh for the Preakness. Very good. Well, well, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on him in that race then for sure as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, we just, it's, listen, it's fun to be associated with all these nice horses and on, their, right. on their journey. And um, it just uh, it, it keeps you interested in the game and keeps you interested in the next crop that are coming up right now. That's true. Well, I'll tell you what, Ocala never fails to show up, um, putting great foundations on these horses. And apparently the Irish never fail to show up either because we've got quite a few. Uh, I, I think Irish horse trainers know how to put it on these guys in the beginning and give them a really good start. So uh, hats off to you and your team, Niall, as always. Uh, superstars here. Uh, and we really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. Thank you. Yep. All the best. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Niall Brennan, Niall Brennan Training Centre stables here in the Ocala Marion County area, always 
one of our superstars and we chase him around for the Derby and the Preakness and the Belmont and I think the Breeders' Cup too. So we're going to wrap this uh, this segment up. We try to bring you as much as we can uh, of these local connections to these very exciting races. Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. The 148th running of the Kentucky Derby brought to you by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care and supporting sponsors, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, Seminole Feed Stores, the Equus Inn, Equus Television, and the Chamber and Economic Partnership. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Hello, I'm Valerie Daly at Showcase Properties of Central Florida. Horses are the lifeblood of the horse capital of the world and enrich the lives of many. Our farm specialists are equine enthusiasts who are actively involved in our local equestrian community. If you're ready to discover Ocala, contact Showcase Properties of Central Florida to begin your unique real estate journey with one of our experienced agents today. The Equus Inn in the horse capital of the world was recently renovated with equestrian lovers in mind. Located right in Ocala, just minutes from I-75 and only 20 minutes away from the all-new World Equestrian Center and the Florida Horse Park. A hotel offering guests modern comfort with southern charm. The Equus Inn would like to wish all Ocala Marion County connections to the 148th running of the Kentucky Derby the best of luck and a safe trip. We hope to see one of you in the winner's circle. Thank you so much for joining us on this special edition of the Horse Talk Show. In reference to the upcoming 148th Run for the Roses, the Kentucky Derby, the two most exciting minutes in sports and how we love all the local connections that we have. In fact, out of 20 horses in the starting gate, we have at least 13 we know of right now that we can connect back here to our home state and to this local area near the horse capital of the world. Uh, one team that we're very proud of is the Eisenman Equine Services team. Dr. Barry Eisenman and his wife Sherry have done a phenomenal job in this area for over 30 years, training and rehabbing some of the finest thoroughbreds with 
hundreds of claims to fame in some of the top stakes races around the country and the world. We're very, very pleased to have Dr. Barry Eisenman with us now to talk a little bit about a horse we're keeping an eye on in the Kentucky Derby, and that would be Tawny Port. Dr. Eisenman, thank you so much for being with us today. You're welcome. Tell us a little bit about your part in the training of Tawny Port and kind of what your first feelings were about this horse. Well, our injection into his life uh, was that he came to our training center after being purchased at Keeneland by his current owner, John John and Elizabeth Ford, and they race as Peachtree Racing Stable. So when Tawny Port came in, uh, as we do with all of the Peachtree horses, which we've broken their young stock for 20 or more years, he does not sell, he races. Mm-hmm. He has a rather smallish racing stable. You know, there might be eight or 10 at a time, but he often manages to appear on these big stages. You know, so Tawny Port being in the Derby, he did have a horse that finished second in the Derby probably 20 years ago that Todd Pletcher trained for him. And that horse's name was Invisible Ink. <laughs> and uh, he won the Oaks, Kentucky Oaks, maybe five or seven years ago with Plum Pretty. And Bob Baffert trained her. You know, so at our training center, we get in a lot of very high quality, uh, highly pedigreed horses for the family of customers that we get horses ready for. So when, when Tawny Port came in, uh, Mr. Fork is a very good eye, keen eye for picking a, an athletic looking horse. And Tawny Port was pretty much beautiful. You know, he's big, great bone, great presence, great confirmation. He's by Pioneer the Nile. And I think he bought him on the third day of the sale. Uh, it was 400 and some odd thousand. You know, during the whole time he was here, he's surrounded in this college by a lot of equally expensive and nice young horses. And he, he fit right in with everybody. He, he was so, you know, kind of polite. He never really uh, got particular focus on him or attention. But every time I would score the horses on way of going or, or personality or mentality, and I look back on these things now, he got like high scores in everything. And when we started to breeze him, which would have been maybe February of his two-year-old year, the early works are just to teach them to accelerate next to a buddy and not be afraid and change your leads and things. And I think the first six or seven times we worked him, uh, on any given work day, I may be breezing 30 horses or something. Mm. And I take notes and I record their time and you know, make little observations for things we can do to help them. And out of 30 or 40 each day, there'll be some that really stood out. And I would say, well, that was really nice. And I'll put a star beside that one. And on a 30 or 40 work day, there might be three or four or five that get these stars. Mm. And when I look back to get a star. (laughs) So when I look back on his report card, the first six or seven times he worked, he got stars every time but one. Wow. And that's unusual. So, you know, he was attractive. He was big. He was gorgeous mover. He was great mentality. 
know, so he checked all the right boxes. Where he became a little bit, and weak is really the wrong word, but speed, like sprinter type speed, is not part of his portfolio. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to play into, you know, how things unravel for him in the Derby. He's not the type of a horse that's going to want to be anywhere on the lead or hustle to the lead, especially from the uh, 18 hole. Uh, his best chances to hit the board or win this thing is going to be as a closer. Mm-hmm. And there are numerous of those in the race, so he won't be the only one trying to do that. But he's he's shown his stamina. It doesn't appear that a mile and a quarter should be any problem for him. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty brave through the stretch. Um, you know, they've uh, Brad Cox obviously trains him, and Brad selected Ricardo Santana to ride. Mm-hmm. And I know one of the things that went into that decision was that Ricardo is, you know, he's in his mid-20s, he's fit, he's Mm -hmm. strong, and Tawny Port needs a rider that is fit enough to be strong enough to ask him through the stretch uh, and and not just let him necessarily try to do everything on his own. So if he gets a clean break, middle of the pack or so, when the running really starts at the three-eighths pole, if Ricardo can find some path to get through and around all this stuff because you can obviously get beat in the derby pretty easily just by the luck of the draw of where you're at and you get you get boxed in and you can't go even if you have horse you're there's nowhere to drive to you know so if ricardo can be fortunate enough to find a seam and tawny port is willing at that point and uh some of the other horses have been softened up by a, a rapid pace, then he becomes a potential player. Player, incredible. You know, we had the, we had one other. Uh, and over the years, we've probably had ten or twelve or fourteen Derby entrants. Uh, our one win in the Derby was "I'll Have Another," mm-hmm. <laughs> and he um, he broke from the nineteen post. And I remember at that time when they drew the post positions and I saw 19, I thought, well, that's the end of this dream. <laughs> you know, no one, no one wins from the 19 post, but he did. Um, and Tony ports in the 18 hole, not impossible, no. harder, mm-hmm. but not impossible. He'll just, he'll need the benefit of a pretty stout pace in front of him. The ability to close the willingness to close and a path to close through and into around all this maze of stuff. Amazing. Well, I'll tell you what, I was there for I'll Have Another's Win. So uh, that was uh, that was very impressive. I was right there and uh, we'll be right there if Tony Port does it for you again. But, uh, you know, we, we just want to say congratulations to you and your team. I know it takes a village. Um, I know you being a veterinarian as well um, puts those horses in into some great hands and great care. I know you and Sherry have done an incredible job um, from Isom and Equine for many years that I've known both of you. And uh, we're always really proud of our uh, local connections here to this uh, top race, certainly uh, on a world stage, the the most popular and well-known race, I think, in the world for people. So it's pretty exciting to be in the top 20 and uh, we certainly want to congratulate you and wish you very well. Well, thank you very much, Lou. And I guess one other thing I would just for interest 
throw out there for Tawny Port. Mr. and Mrs. Ford, as I said, they, they might have 8 to 12 horses. But one thing that they take a, a lot of time with and and pride in their horses is naming their horses. <laughs> and if you look back over the history of their horses, they're, they're often named after uh, geographic locations, Ireland, Scotland, golf courses. Uh, John's father was a very well-known academia person in mathematics and an advisor to the White House in that era, which that era would have been early 1900s. You know, so he he comes up with names related to academia and travel, and so Tawny Port. Usually, he he each time he names a horse, I get this three paragraph uh, monologue on the naming of the horse. So Tawny Port, which he gave to me just last week again, is uh, it's at, it's he's named after a wine. It's a type of wine that's aged for a long time in wooden barrels and supposed to give some special texture or flavor to the wine and uh he and his wife enjoy and it's a it's a wine i think mainly from mainly made in portugal Mm. and after dinner thing so that is the origin of that name tawny port Uh that's pretty neat well if he wins we'll have to have a bottle (laughs) (laughs) uh, it's going to be if it's it's going to be one of the more fun derbies in recent memory because uh there'll be a lot of people back and um it's a pretty competitive race there are i mean most years almost anybody can win this year i think it's particularly true because you can make a a pretty good case for 15 of these 20 horses at least i agree so (laughs) yes it's (laughs) it's going to be a hard feat to accomplish um if tawny port's fortunate enough to do it that'll be amazing but uh Above all else, I would just hope we have an enjoyable derby day and get 20 horses around the course, have a good finish, and there's no controversy and no injuries. And there you go. Everybody <laughs> can go home with a big smile on their face enjoying our sport. That would be a wonderful outcome, wouldn't it? We're all for that. Absolutely. <laughs> Dr. Barry Eisenman, please give my love to your beautiful wife, Sherry, and all the best to your team in the Kentucky Derby with uh, this wonderful grad who will definitely be keeping our eyes on. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, our daughter, Chris, oh, is in right. Lexington right now. She's a, a freshman at the University of Florida in veterinary school. So she'll be at the Derby. So maybe you'll run into her there. That would be and, lovely. Uh, you know, so she's, she's wanting to experience this, which everybody should in their lifetime. They should indeed. I, yeah, I actually enjoy sitting on the couch, drinking an iced tea and watching the races more so than the elbow to elbow crowd. But uh, she'll be there representing our farm and family and uh, we'll see what happens. Wonderful. All the best. Uh, Lots of prayers for a safe trip for all the horses. And we'd love to see uh, a local connection in the winner's circle for sure. Thank you so much, Dr. Eisman. You're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye now. Closing out another local connection there to the uh, incredible, upcoming, exciting run for the roses. The 148th running of the Kentucky Derby brought to you by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care and supporting sponsors, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, Seminole Feed Stores, the Equus Inn, Equus Television, 
and the Chamber and Economic Partnership. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Hello, I'm Valerie Daly at Showcase Properties of Central Florida. Horses are the lifeblood of the horse capital of the world and enrich the lives of many. Our farm specialists are equine enthusiasts who are actively involved in our local equestrian community. If you're ready to discover Ocala, contact Showcase Properties of Central Florida to begin your unique real estate journey with one of our experienced agents today. The Equus Inn in the horse capital of the world was recently renovated with equestrian lovers in mind. Located right in Ocala, just minutes from I-75 and only 20 minutes away from the all-new World Equestrian Centre and the Florida Horse Park. A hotel offering guests modern comfort with southern charm. The Equus Inn would like to wish all Ocala-Marion County connections to the 148th running of the Kentucky Derby the best of luck and a safe trip. We hope to see one of you in the winner's circle. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television here at Lucan Bloodstock in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world, where we don't feel that all of the uh, connections to these incredible top 20 horses in the country, or in fact the world in many cases, get nearly the credit they should. So we're visiting with Carl Keegan, who has a very professional operation here and at the Oak Ridge Training Center. And um, we're really thrilled and honored to get a chance to chat to him um, about Pioneer of Medina. But first of all, I want to start and just tell you a little bit about Carl. Or let Carl tell you a little bit about Carl. Carl, thank you for being with us. Share a little bit of your background with us um, in the horse world, in the thoroughbred world. So, grew up in Ireland, uh, worked with horses. No. <laughs> worked, worked with horses my whole life. Uh, moved over here to the United States in 91. Uh, worked at all the major racetracks in New York, Belmont, Aqueduct, Saratoga. And moved to Ocala, uh, to the farm side of things. 2006, was assistant manager on a big farm here for nine years and then went off for another couple from Chicago, ran their farm and decided in 2020 to go out on my own and launch launch Luke and Bloodstock. Um, so we've been lucky our first year with Luke and Bloodstock to have a runner in the Kentucky Derby now. It's very, very exciting. 
Those are actually pretty good odds in your first year, aren't they? Yeah, right. Yeah. So tell us a little bit um, about, you mentioned when we were over at the barn earlier, how many horses you generally have in training here. Usually we have between 85 to 100 we break every year. Um, we start consigning horses there a couple of years ago, so we'd have about 25 to 30 horses to consign as two-year-olds every year. But the majority of the horses we have are for clients that race. We're extremely lucky to have these clients, and it's a privilege to train these horses every day and to have the good breeding that we get in here, best of stallions, best of mares, just quality bloodstock, and it's it's really nice to be around them every day. I uh, just got to meet one that came second to Nest, huh? Yeah, Dover Dreams. Uh, she came in here for a little R&R at the end of the year. She's had two three-eighths out of half there last week, and she's ready to go back to Chad, Philly that's been training very well, and uh, hopefully she can improve on, on the second that, when she finished the nest last year in, in Belmont. Very nice. So let's talk a bit about the Derby um, this year. Derby, I should say properly. Um, tell us a little bit about Pioneer of Medina. When when did you get this horse in here at the barn and what were your sort of first thoughts about him? So he came in here, all the Samaya horses shipped down last year, about September time. He came in, he was actually a pretty straightforward horse. Um, took to the breaking process very easily. Um, anything we asked him, we did it with ease. Took him up onto the racetrack, and he actually flew under the radar quite a bit, actually, until we start getting him out to about three eights, and then we seen we had a different horse. Um, but just a pretty plain brown wrapper from the time we, we when we first got him until he started progressing, and we started getting him out to further distances. You really saw that we had something. So um, he went off to Todd, and and here we are. So. Please, God, he can run good in the Derby on Saturday. <laughs> That's what I say. So tell us a little about his personality, kind of just easygoing horse or, or a little bit more highly strung? No, definitely not highly strung. Easygoing type of horse. Um, give a couple of riders some scares early on as he started getting fit. But for the most part, he was really, uh, you know, pretty easy horse to be around, easy horse to train, uh, just some things that I like are fresh horses and nervous riders. Um, <laughs> so he, he gave some riders a, a scare on a, on a Monday morning after he'd had a day off. But for the most part, he was a real class act to be around. Now, looking at post position and, and competition um, for the big day, uh, kind of what would be an ideal situation for him, um, for how the race goes? And he's kind of a little tactical, so that's good. Uh, he seems to be able to get in a good position. Um, kind of give us a rundown of if you were the trainer at the track, if you were if you were Todd, what you would be kind of hoping for. Well, I definitely don't want to get in the shoes of Todd Pletcher. He's, he's one of the best in the business, of course. But, you know, I, there's so much speed in there. Um, I think Epicenter, he's, I believe he's drawn down inside in the three spot. So he'll probably go. Um, uh, you know, I don't, it's it's the derby. It's all about the break. So you really cannot. It's all about the trip. <laughs> it's, it's all about the break and who's going to be. Those, those jocks are just gunning for position. So, you know, ideally if he was to sit in that first flight and then just come, you know he's going to be coming late. So um, he's definitely a late. You know, he'll keep going in the stretch. You saw that in Louisiana with the longer stretch there. So um, it's just all about the break. Leave it up to Bravo. <laughs> Leave it in his hands, huh? Yeah, Jockey Joe, He's he's been there many times. So he's never won the Derby, but I'd like to see it for Joe. He actually won the Wolf Memorial, the George Wolf Memorial Award this year. So That's right. in recognition of all his peers. So if he was to win a Derby, it'd be awesome. 
Wonderful. As far as looking at some of the other horses in the Derby, um, simplifications, obviously, a Florida bred. We always love to see a Florida bred in there and love to see them get a shot. Any others that you really had your eye on that you think are really, uh, really hot? Quite a barrio. I mean, his Florida Derby was pretty impressive. Uh, race day call for Safi Joseph. Um, he was, I, I thought that race was was very good race. Um, charge its race, you know, finished second in there. Um, that was a big run by that horse. You know, he's a little green in the stretch, but um, he's actually been working. His last work was with uh, Pioneer Medina, and uh, he seemed to do it very well. So, it, look, at it's the Derby. It's a wide open race. Do you get to go? Don't know yet. <laughs> Don't know. Probably rather just stay at home, actually, and watch it on the couch. Actually, the best way to watch the Derby, in my opinion. Carl, any final words? No, just good luck to the connections. Um, Joe, the Sahol Samaya team from Mr. Abagazali to Francis, all the guys on the farm, um, and the whole Pletcher crew. Everybody have a safe trip, and hopefully, we come out on top. Wonderful. Thank you, Carl Keegan, here at Luke and Bloodstock in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world, connecting you to all the Ocala Marion County connections. You know, we'll be cheering them all on and we'll be real excited if we get to see Pioneer of Medina in the winner's circle this year for the Kentucky Derby. Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television. So we had an incredible visit to very professional Luke and Bloodstock, very impressed by Carl Keegan's operation at the Oak Ridge Training Center, certainly putting out some amazing horses. Um, and we kind of put him on the spot asking him about the Derby and uh, he didn't have the list in front of him, but uh, he had another mention that um, he wanted us to um, share with you. So I am going to get that for you right here. I really haven't had time to sit down and handicap the race yet, but uh, with the draw being yesterday, but looking at Zandon's last race in the Bluegrass and his work at Churchill, they were both very impressive moves. Um, so he's definitely one you'd be keeping an eye on and probably justify his favoritism. And hold that thought because Carl had uh, something else he just wanted to share with us as well. Uh, great horseman that he is. Um, there we go. Yeah, we're very lucky to have some very good clients that send us in really nice horses every year. I was very impressed uh, with, that was my first visit over there to Lucan and I hope I get to uh, to go back more. Uh, definitely a, uh, a very impressive operation. Uh, we couldn't possibly bring you every single person, although we'd love to, but um, with 13 connections just in the Derby alone to this local area, it's pretty hard to get them all. But I want to do some mentions, um, especially for those that we didn't, get to um of course we we've got simplification um pioneer of medina white abario we got to talk to summerfield sales smile happy and tis the bomb we got a chance to chat with dominic uh cyber knife of course we talked to susan uh, montaigne barber road great story there with the autis training stables at nelson jones um tiber by hartley and Lorenzo, trained and consigned by them tawny port who we got a chance to talk to dr eisenman about um, we hope to bring you some info on Charge It, trained at Whisper Hill. Messier, of course, we got the uh, latest updates from Eddie Woods and feelings uh, on him from Eddie Woods Stables. We didn't make it to Abracadabra Farm this time, but hats off to them. Mo Donegal, of course, who, who may be one of the favorites for this race. And we had a chance to chat to somebody, one of our favorite guests, Niall Brennan of Niall Brennan Stables, a regular um, with uh, fantastic horses and a great story behind Catalina. So 
And, of course, Kathleen Earle will be in the Oaks, so shout out to them. And, you know, me, there may be some we've missed. There's always so many uh, in the Ocala Marion County area that are connected and, and give such an incredible foundation um, to these horses so that they can go on and be the best of the best. And making it to the top 14 horses in the Oaks or the top 20 in the Derby is a really big deal. So we want to thank Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care um, for supporting us and presenting this, this, these connections to you. We want to thank the Ocala Metro Chamber and Economic Partnership for supporting the equine initiative so that we can continue um, to spread the word about the equine industry here. Thank you also to supporting sponsors, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, um, the Equus Inn by Pax Properties, Seminole Feed Stores, and to Equus Television for airing this. We love to bring you um, how many incredible connections we always have here in this area. So we hope you enjoyed this. We hope you'll cheer all of the horses on. We hope for a very, very safe trip for all the horses um, in these big races. And we hope to be able to bring you a lot more coverage uh, over the weekend as we continue to follow uh, all of the action in the two most exciting minutes in sports, the 148th running of the Kentucky Derby. Louisa Barton here for, for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television.